This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Sorepreneurs, Uninterrupted with Chevelle McPherson. From teenage mom to a recognized top 100 national trial lawyer, award-winning international speaker, number one best-selling author, and successful business and legal strategist, Chevelle certainly knows how to soar, uninterrupted. She's here today to empower and educate you with effective business and legal strategies you can use to build and scale a successful business without interruption. Get ready. Get set. Let's soar. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Chevelle McPherson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soarpreneurs Uninterrupted with your hostess, the mostest, Chevelle McPherson. I am super excited today. I have a very special guest. Jessica Terzakis. She is the creator, a program creator with Terzakis and Associates. And Jessica is going to share with you um, how she helps entrepreneurs monetize their brilliance. Jessica began her career as a high school English teacher. She has a master's degree in education and she's been a high school teacher for six years. And she, at some point, she's going to tell us what happened, but she decided that she's going to leave and step into the world of entrepreneurship, which is what she does now. And obviously, like I just indicated, she helps entrepreneurs monetize their brilliance. At the end of this show, Jessica is going to leave you with some nuggets and some strategies that you can implement so that you can learn how to either leverage, get leveraged income or passive income through either an online program or a group program. And Jessica is going to talk to you about which may be relevant for you and your stage of business. Um, But because of her background, she is definitely the person who is really good at doing this. She definitely knows how to create engaging content and she knows when you should be doing what. That is the most important thing as an entrepreneur. So with no further ado, I am super excited to welcome Jessica Terzakis to the show. Hi, Jessica. Hey, hey, Chevelle. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you are welcome. I am excited to have you because I love what you're going to be talking about today. First of all, I know you, so I love your story. I love your solopreneur journey. Um, And I love what you're doing. And I love the fact that um, there, are, there are a lot of people that do what you do, but there are not a lot of people that do what you do correctly, <laughs> right? Yes. So, so that's what I love about this. And that's why I was so excited for you to come on the show, because it's not just about having passive and leveraged income. It's about having passive and leveraged income when your business is at the stage that yes. you have passive and leverage income because we're going we're gonna to get into this, but most people want to skip the first stage, which is oh, absolutely. Right? Yep. So we're going to get into that. But before I do, um, I know you and I know you well. I've known you for several years now and I know your work, but my listeners don't. And I would like to um, introduce you to them by way of your sorpreneur journey. So can you just share with us how you got started in the world of education? Because that's how it started for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah, as a kid, you know, most entrepreneurs have the story of a lemonade stand where they were kids and they were making money. And I was in my bedroom teaching my stuffed animals. My whole goal in life is to be a classroom teacher. And so I went to college I got my master's and I started teaching right out of the gate. I was 22. I taught high school. And at first I loved it. It was, it was. You were a 22 year old high school teacher? Yeah, no kidding. Right. 
Oh my God. <laughs> what did the boys in your class do? Um, I've got some horror stories, honestly. <laughs> okay, well, that's another show. That's another show. Um, but yeah, I mean, most of my students were probably five or six years younger than I was. And, you know, there's a lot of good things to being a young high school teacher. You can right. relate to your students. And so, you know, most people would say, oh my gosh, and how could you possibly teach high school? And it really wasn't the kids. And so this is where, you know, over the course of my six years working, um, it wasn't my students. It really wasn't even my colleagues. I loved who I worked with, but here was the problem. I had student loans. I had bills. I had, you know, other things. I wanted, you know, I don't know, to just do fun things like go out and have, have a life. And um, at the time, I would say probably, I would think from the beginning, Chevelle, I was always working multiple jobs. So I had my teaching job and then I was juggling, you know, two to three other jobs at the same time. And so I think at the end, when I was six, five, six years into it, even with all of my jobs, Chevelle, I was still working, or still making just shy of $50,000. Wow. So that's... Well, so you, were, you were working, you were actually in your career, you, you had your college degree, you had your master's degree, mm-hmm. you were living the career dream at the time, because as a child, you said you dreamt of being a school teacher. Yep. So now you're a school teacher, but you can't make ends meet. Yeah, that was, that was the real struggle. Um, and, you know, I was looking for other jobs. And the worst part was, Cheval, I mean, you have multiple degrees. You know how much time and effort and money goes into it. Yes. And I was applying for, like, some, you know, online tutoring kind of jobs. And for a master's degree, they were paying me $11 an hour, some of these jobs. And, like, something has got to give, you know. I can only work so many hours and barely make ends meet. And so, really, it was just that was the burnout point for me. Um, and, you know, really at the end, I was telling you this story of how um, all I really wanted was, you know, it was my childhood dream. I wanted to be that great classroom teacher. I wanted that teacher of the year award so badly. And every year, I don't really remember how they picked the teacher of the year, mm-hmm. but they would have this big assembly and this teacher would be recognized for all the wonderful things that she did or he or she did rather. And it was a colleague of mine from my department. And I just remember seeing the behind the scenes, right? Like how awesome is it that you win this award, but at what cost, right? right? At what point do you have to like throw in the towel and realize that teacher of the year award is just not necessarily worth it? Right. So, so when did you realize, um, did you ever win that award? I did not, no. Okay. So when did you realize when that it required so much to win the award, but the um, rewards of the winning <laughs> weren't sort of like worth the desire and the challenge to get. You know, I think it's it was in a little personal where I saw a huge, like, I was just not balanced, Chevelle. I was working all the time. And I really was so, anytime I was with friends or anytime I was with, you know, people that I enjoyed being around, I was just cranky and tired. And, you know, I saw some relationships suffer because of that lack of balance. And it just became one of those where I looked at my personality. I'm a perfectionist. I'm type A. You know, I looked at how much I was putting into it and how much I was struggling with that. Like I was stressed out. I was cranky. I was, I can't imagine I was even fun to be around. Right. And okay. So I get this award, like, great. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks I'm a great teacher, but you know, my relationships have struggled. My friendships have struggled. You know, I'm cranky and tired. Like really, it just didn't seem 
worth it. Well, you know what? It's interesting because um, that's pretty much a lot of what most people, um, especially employees, go through in life. Um, and even in life in general, a lot of times we strive for like these accomplishments and these achievements that the world puts so much value on, right? And we work so hard, you know, we want to get this degree, we want to get this award, we want to have this accomplishment, we want to be recognized for this, we want to be honored for this. And then at the end of the day, I guess the big question becomes, even if you get that, like, is that is that happiness? Like, does that make you happy? And why do you want to get that? Do you want to get that because it's another outlet, an outlet for you? Or does it done? Does it do something for your life, your spirit, your lifestyle, your finances? Yes, and that I think was the big tipping point. Is that's like, okay, I get this label, teacher of the year. I guess I could put it on my resume if I happen to apply to another district. But it's it won't give me more money. It's not going to pay my bills. And that was that. Just as you described, it was the tipping point. Right. And so, what happened when you realized that you know this career that I have been so um, desirous of, so to speak, and I've worked so hard for. And I mean, trust me, I can relate because I went through a similar situation as an attorney, you know, going through mm-hmm. law school and, and, you know, I'm also a business and legal strategist now, but I had to come to a breaking point, right? So for you, like, at what point did you, did you come to this breaking point where you realized that you, you, you've pretty much accomplished what you set out to accomplish, but there was still something missing. There was still an emptiness besides money in your bank account missing. Right. That was part of your life that was missing for happiness. Yeah, I think it was, I don't want to sound cliche, but it was literally the feeling of burnout, Chevelle. Like at some point I put in all those hours every single week. And I remember like being like a zombie when I was driving to work, right? Like I would get in my car and I would get to school and I didn't even like pay attention to what I was, you know, driving through. Right. I was like, Oh, I'm here. I'm at work already. And walking into the building. And again, it it was nothing to do with the kids or my colleagues. It was sort of the bigger culture of public education. And I think that tired and cranky feeling that I just had every single day. I was like, you know what? I'm not serving my students and I'm certainly not doing anything for my own well-being by continuing this. And I'll tell you, I cried so hard when I came. It was not like, you know, I'm just not going to sign my contract and not going to go back. Like I cried. I sat in my department chair's office and bawled my eyes out when I told her because like I was reconciling, like, like you said, like you went through all that time envisioning this dream for yourself. And then it's, that's just not the reality. Right. Well, you know, it's crazy too, because, you know, you were crying to give up something that you were miserable about. I know. <laughs> right. And you were crying to give up something that, you know, was causing you to have to work other jobs to supplement your income. And that's just human nature. It's like, you know, even though we are in a situation that some oftentimes isn't good for us and doesn't yeah. really serve us well, but it's still our comfort zone, right? Yes. That's why people, that's why people get stuck in sucky lives and jobs and marriages and relationships and things of that nature. It's not that they're, you know, they don't realize they need to go, but it's like, I know, you know, I know the devil I'm struggling with. I don't know what else is out there. Right. So what was it for you that, what was it like this, that said, like, how did you come to the decision? Like, this is it. I have to walk away from this lifestyle. Um, honestly, I think it was when I saw, um, my relation, I was in a long-term relationship at that time. And that was really like, it was the constant fighting over, you know, you're not, and I'm generalizing here, but it was the lack of balance. And I think I saw again, what I would have to give up in order to be that teacher that I wanted to be in my mind. And I think it was, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't want to sound cliche, but I just felt like if I do this one more year, I see where this is going. I will not be able to have friendships like I want to have. I will not be able to have relationships like I want to have. And, um, and also I had a really great support system too, Chevelle. Like I had a really great family. Um, my parents were totally like when I kind of said to them, well, now what? Cause I've got loans. I can't just like leave. Right. I and, was going to ask you, what was the plan? Did you put a plan in place or did you just resign or did you have a conversation with your family? Yeah, I think it was, you know, when I kind of had that realization, like, you know, I just can't have the same zombie ride into school again. I can't do this one more year. Um, you know, I reached out to my parents and basically said, you know, I know I have loans. I know I have responsibilities. How am I going to manage all of this? And I did not have a plan in place, Chevelle. You know, I had some temporary things that would have worked out, but I think my parents were like, you know, obviously this is not going to work long-term. We'd rather see you happy. Right then miserable and working all these jobs. Yes. And so, you know, I was very, very lucky to have that. You know, it, I um, appreciate, you know, that story because um, I went through something similar with my son. When my mm-hmm. son, he had a four-year scholarship to go play um, at a college. I'm not going to say names right now, but he had a four-year scholarship and he accepts it and he goes to the school. And right before he starts, the coach who recruited him was fired. So a whole new, you know, group of people came in and he wasn't favored and he wasn't their recruit. So he didn't um, get the play that he thought, the position he thought. He was miserable, right? But remember, he had a four-year scholarship. So he did the same thing. He called me and he said, mom, I'm miserable. Like, I hate it here. I hate going to school. I hate, you know, he just hated it. And even with a four-year scholarship, I said to him, I said, you know, um, let's come up with a plan. If you want to transfer, you want to transfer to this particular school. If you want to go walk on and you know, I'll support you at least for the one year, but you got to really work hard and get another scholarship. And long story short, he did. And most parents would not let their child walk away from a four-year scholarship. Like most parents would not say, oh, Jessica, just go off and leave, you know, that you're, you're, that's a career. Like some parents, but fortunately for you, like I know, you know, one of your parents and fortunately, you know, she's awesome and amazing and she's an entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you have an entrepreneurial mindset, you know, one thing about entrepreneurs is we don't believe in like being unhappy. <laughs> and, yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> like, oh, this isn't working. Let's change it. Yeah. Like, an entrepreneur and an employer, an employee mindset is so different. Like an entrepreneur thinks, oh, okay. Oh, I need to make $5,000 this weekend. Okay. Let me just do a webinar. Oh, I need to go do this. Like we are resourceful, right? And we think outside the box. So it's great that you had your mom and your dad who clearly understand this because they had a business already. And so when you're calling 10, you're miserable. I'm sure they're like, okay, well, let's just find a way for you to be unmiserable. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was very, very simple from their perspective. I was like, well, how is that even, how could I possibly do this? It's a guaranteed paycheck and I could make it work. And they were like, no, 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 this is just, this is not going to happen. So right, right. yeah, I, I think it was very fortunate. So you got the support, you got their support, you resigned. And then what happened? Um, you know, I was kind of, at the time, my mom had kind of, for the better part of six months, just before I left teaching Chevelle, she was kind of hinting at like, Hey, you know, I've got my, you know, she had already had her business for about a year or two at the time. She's like, you know, 
I, I want to grow this. I'm serious about really bringing this to the next level. I have to hire somebody. I'd rather bring you on. Right. And at first I was a little resistant because I just didn't, I wasn't an entrepreneur. I was like, how is that even possible? What would, what would I do? What would I do? Yeah. <laughs> like how, how would I, how would I take teaching <laughs> and bring it into like that world? It would just seems so impossible to oh, me. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I had another job at the time and I was seeing like, oh, she could like, that's what her day looks like. Or, right. you know, she had this flexibility and she was working, you know, she wasn't right. just sitting on the beach, but, right. um, worker, but she knows she has balance, which is what yeah. You- yeah. Right. And I, I saw that and it was right. very intriguing. So I was like, you know what? I really didn't have any other prospects at the time. I was like, you know, what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for it. And so I joined, um, this was in 2017. So I've been in, business with her for the better part of two years now. So, so once you get a taste of that entrepreneurship, you can't go back. Right? <laughs> so you're with Terzakis and Associates, which is yes. a family run, owned and operated business. And, um, you know, your mom is an integral part of that business along with your dad. And they opened up the doors and, you know, you started working with them. You got a taste of the entrepreneurial life. And I can imagine you have not regretted it, have you? No, no, I really can't. Because now that I can see, like you were just saying, okay, I need to make this, you know, in a month, like I can go hustle my way. Like when you think about being an an employee, like, oh, you have to work so many hours and you get only so much, you know, money per hour. It just, there was just no way I could go back. Right. Well, the thing is when you have a job, you you are trading, you know, dollars for hours, dollars Mm -hmm. for time. Yes. Only so many hours in the day. So that means you're going to cap out on dollars at some point, right? And in the meantime, like you said, other things are suffering, like your health, your relationships, your finances, because it's not even like you're trading it for high dollars, right? No. Low dollars, right? So when you step into the world of entrepreneurship, um, it's like a whole new world because even though it's not a fixed paying job, you have the ability to make, I mean, it's abundant. You have the ability to make whatever you want if you're willing to put in the work and, and yeah. to find, right? Oh, absolutely. And that was a big shift too, is that mindset shift of, you know, um, it's not a fixed income. Um, there's the entrepreneur mindset. I, you know, I came from like the bureaucratic education world, right? Like entrepreneurs like, oh, that's a problem. Like we'll find a way to solve it. It's fast. It's fast thinking. It's fast moving. And so there definitely was a period of time where I had to adapt. Um, but yeah, I just, I can't imagine going back to that trading time for like minimal dollars, especially with my degree. It was like 13 bucks an hour. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's what you do. You know, that's how, that's the American way of, 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 of living sort of for most people is you go get your education. Um, then you go get this job or even if it's a career, um, working for someone else. And then you end up finding out that you are miserable. You're not making the money that you could be making. And here's the most important part. You're doing all of that, but you have a skill set that you don't even recognize. Like right now, you're helping entrepreneurs monetize their brilliance, but you weren't monetizing your brilliance when you were. Uh, No, I wasn't. Isn't that interesting? It is. And you know what's interesting about that? As I listen to you talk, what's interesting is um, I always say that, and I, you know, I had my last guest, and it's, it's the same thing almost for most entrepreneurs. It's like, you know, you were at point A. Your point A was a pretty good place to be. You were um, an educator. You had a master's degree. You were working at a school. You were teaching high school English. You were successful in your own right in that spot. Mm-hmm. But you were miserable. You were unhappy. So you ended up leaving and you built this bridge. 
and you took the bridge, the bridge you built it because you learned how to take your skill set and, and, and monetize what was your brilliance because you were an educator. So you were teaching high school students. But then you built this bridge of all your skills and your talents and all your brilliance. You ended up at Terzakis and Associates, where now, instead of teaching high school students being unhappy, you are teaching entrepreneurs how to use their skill set, their brilliance, so that they can have, you know, a career or a business of of their choice and a lifestyle of their design. Does that make sense? Oh my gosh, it's it's like so meta. Actually, you're absolutely right because so many people I talk with, entrepreneurs that is, Chevelle, are like, what could I possibly teach? Or what would people, what would people want to know from Listen, me? Listen, honey, I've been there. Even when, even as an attorney, when I was getting ready to resign, now mind you, I have a bachelor's degree in accounting, a bachelor's degree in business management. I had a real estate license. I'm trained, you know, to do taxes. I, you know, I've worked in it as an accountant. Um, I was a practice law for five years. I have a master's in trial advocacy. I've tried all kinds of cases. And when I got ready to leave the DA's office, I go, what, what would I do? I know. What do I have yes. to offer? Isn't that crazy? It's so true. It's I think yeah. you have all these skills and you're like, but what would I do? Because it's a mindset shift because we have all these skills, but we were trained and, and we grew up to believe that we developed all of those skills and we got all that education for our employer. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. But when that entrepreneurial light comes on, you go, wait a minute. I got all these skills and I have all this training and I have all this brilliance. How about I monetize it for myself? Right. You're not going, you didn't have to go learn anything new. The only thing you did was with the support of your family who were entrepreneurs, you learned that the skill set that you had, the education that you had, the training that you had, you did not have to just limit it to the school system. You could now share it with the whole world. And when you put it that way, I mean, that was a huge aha, like light bulb moment for me. I was like, because at first I was like, well, that was a nice degree. I guess, you know, I'll hang it up on my wall and look at it from time to time. But then you're right. You know, all of us who have gone to school or have some sort of, you know, skill or education really can monetize it because there are others that need your help. Yes. And so there are for you, for example, there are other school teachers who you can help transition out of that world. There are other entrepreneurs that have skill sets that you can now help. So there are all these people that are standing on the other side of the bridge, you know, that you have built with your brilliance, right? Your training, your experience and your education and that master's degree, all of those things, none of it went to waste. The only thing you're doing is now you're redirecting it at a different group. Uh, a different avatar and they're getting a different result. So instead of, you know, getting a high school education and graduating, which was your previous avatar, your Mm -hmm. client, now your ideal client is simply the entrepreneur that's looking to do something similar as what you did, which is to just really package their brilliance and to make money from their skill set. I couldn't say it better. (laughs) (laughs) And it's also been amazing that you are now the vehicle for entrepreneurs to monetize their brilliance. How does that feel? I actually, I really love it because 
uh, you know, I get to show people that they do have something like a skill set, you know, a talent that other people will pay money for. You know, I think a lot of people, like you said, walk around like, what would people possibly want from me? And I think it's because we, it's us and we don't really see it as valuable or, you know, worthwhile. But, but I really, I think that's the best part is when I can say to someone like, okay, well, what do you do in your business? Or like, how do you help your clients? And then show them like, okay, but here's how you could, here's how you could scale that idea. Like here's how you could take that, you know, really monetize it to help more people. That's, I love that part. I love it. So here's what we're going to do. I want to now talk to you about um, what you actually do at Terzakis and Associates. And I want to talk to you about how you help entrepreneurs um, monetize their brilliance, you know, your programs, your system. And I want you to be able to lead the listeners with some strategies and some steps. And, and I want you to be able to help them see that they do have some brilliance that can be monetized. And what you actually do is you take that brilliance and you actually help them map it out so they can put it into like a group program or an online program so they can reach the masses, Right. So we're going to take a brief commercial break. We're going to come back and then we're going to dive into what you do now, how you help your clients and how the listeners can benefit from all of your brilliance. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sorepreneurs Uninterrupted with Chevelle McPherson. Are you a coach, consultant, expert, or service-based entrepreneur? Are you ready to build a sustainable business, scale a business to six figures or beyond, or legally protect your business? If you answered yes to any of these questions, we have a gift just for you. At soar to success Academy, entrepreneurs just like you hire us to accelerate their income and protect their profit. Today, you can download a free copy of our business soar blueprint. This blueprint will give you a step-by-step roadmap on how to not only build a profitable business, but how to also legally protect it. Your business soar blueprint is just a click away. Go to ChevelleMcPherson.com to claim your free blueprint and start building a profitable and protected business that will give you greater impact and greater income. Calling all speakers. E-Women Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sorepreneurs. I have been sitting here talking to the lovely Jessica Terzakis of Terzakis and Associates. Did I pronounce that right? Because I You did. <laughs> we have been talking um, during the first part of the show about how uh, Jessica had gone to college and she went on to get her master's degree in education and she was living her dream career working as a school teacher. Um, But she was struggling with her finances and her relationships because obviously it was her dream career, but it wasn't paying her her dream salary and it wasn't providing her with her dream lifestyle, even though she enjoyed her work and she enjoyed teaching. 
So Jessica, ultimately, with the support of her family and her her parents, who are entrepreneurs, she ultimately um, left that job, that left that career. But she took with her her brilliance and her skill set. And so now, rather than teaching high school students, Jessica teaches entrepreneurs how they too can monetize their brilliance. She teaches entrepreneurs how they can go from one-on-one work to group programs and from group programs into online programs. She is great at what she does. Obviously, with her background in education, she clearly knows the ins and outs of creating content, especially engaging content. And now she is using that knowledge and wisdom to help her clients. And she's going to share with you um, some of those strategies so that you, too, can start to monetize your brilliance. So welcome back, Jessica. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And I am so excited to continue this conversation. Oh, me too. This has been fun. Okay, so now let's talk about um, what do you actually do at Trezakis and Associates? Uh, So my role is uh, we have two divisions. So one division is the business, like advising, business coaching. And then what I specifically do in my own division is, um, like you said, you know, I help um, service-based entrepreneurs, like coaches and consultants, when they're really ready to break out of one-to-one and they're wondering, you know, how do I how do I grow my business? How do I make more money? Um, I I've seen all these things on you know my Facebook feed or seen things online about creating a course or program, and you know I really help them kind of from soup to nuts, make that come to life. So getting things out of their head and into a program in a way that people their their own clients will be able to consume. So how do you start working with them? What do you do? How do you get them to get all of this brilliance out of their head? to be able to transfer into a group program? Well, the big thing is, Chevelle, and this goes back to business stages, um, for someone to really scale, whether it's group, which is leveraged income, or whether it's an online course, which is passive income, you have to have active income, which means you've had to work with one-to-one clients. Um, If you are interested in any way of putting a course together, you've got to know who you're serving. Right. You need to have that. And a lot of people want to, you know, they, they start their own business and they're like, you know what? The first thing I want to do is put a course together, but they don't know who they're creating this for. They don't know what problem they're solving. They don't know what struggles their own clients are having. And so then it becomes a course that's based in theory and it's really not a course that benefits anybody. And so for me, I always say to people when they get on the phone with me, like, how long have you been in business? How many clients have you had? Um, you know, how much income have you made as well? And there are cert- so there are certain criteria that really make that initial step of getting things out of your head and onto paper so much easier because the people that I've interacted with the most, Chevelle, that either take six months, 12 months or more to put something together, they struggle with actually figuring out what their idea is. And that's simply because they just haven't had enough experience with one-to-one clients. Right. I I agree. Um, I think that um, basically to sum up what you're saying, and and the listeners really need to understand this, you're basically telling them that entrepreneurs need to understand that there are three stages in business, that you're either in a stage where you should be producing active income, and active income is when you're working with one-on-one clients, you're delivering like your services directly to someone. So you may have a lot of clients, you may be selling a lot of products, whatever it is. Active income is you're actively doing work with people. Right. And then once you get to the point where you're maxed out of working with a lot of one on one clients um, and you are ready to get leveraged income, that's when the group program mm-hmm. is official. So instead of working with, you know, 10 one on one clients, you can take all 10 clients 
put them into a group program and leverage your time and then leverage your income because now you're teaching a group of people instead of one-on-one. Absolutely. From leverage, if you want to start scaling, that's when you can get into creating like an online program where everyone can purchase it and go through modules and, you know, but that's when you're scaling because you've already worked with people. And so what Jessica is saying, um, listeners, please hear this, is that if you come to her, she's going to first assess which stage of your business you're in, because what stage of your business is going to direct her on where she could, how she can help you. Because obviously, if you haven't worked with one-on-one people and you haven't had active income, she's not going to help you create a group program because she's telling you that you may not be ready for that. You're not ready for leveraged income if you haven't first gotten active income. So after they come to you, and let's just say someone comes to you and Um, Active income is easy. So I'm going to tell everybody out there right now, everybody can have active income. Go out there and sell your services to somebody, right? Go to a networking event and offer your services. Sell, Sell your services to about five to eight people. You've created active income. Once you do that, you've made some money. You know what these problems that people are having. You know how to solve them. Now you can come and see Jessica and she can help you get into a leveraged income system. So let's talk about that. Yeah. So this is actually my favorite, Chevelle. I know there's a lot of glitter out there about online courses, but I love leveraged income for for two reasons. One, um, you're working with a small group of people, just like you said. So instead of working with just one client, you're working with like eight to 10, you know, clients in one, in one group. Um, you can still charge a decent amount of money. You know, it's, it's going to be less than your one-to-one income, but you can still get a, lo- a big bang for your buck because you are bringing people from a clear starting point to a clear end point. Yes. And so the big question that people ask me is, okay, I like this idea of a group, but what do I talk? What do I teach them? What, do, what am I doing? And so I ask them, you know, look at your one-to-one clients, right? If you've worked with five, eight, you've seen the consistent challenges. You've seen the consistent desires that these one-on-one clients want. And so it always goes back to that. What is the desired outcome of this avatar? Right. And that's what you decide is your group program idea. So for example, I was working with a branding photographer. She's in my local area and she's capped. She's reached, she's like, if I don't have my camera in hand, I'm not making money. What do I do next? And I said, well, what do people struggle with the most? Okay, they get their headshot. What's the next step? And she said, well, they don't really know how to use their photos or they don't really know how to like make their brand consistent in their daily life. And I said, why don't you create, you know, maybe it's eight weeks, right? It doesn't have to be very long. But I said, it's eight weeks where you teach people how to um, be on brand if they're taking selfies, if they're at an event, how to post that on social media, how to talk about what they're doing in a way that engages people. So they don't have to be, they're not teaching them to be branding photographers. You're teaching them how to literally live their brand on a daily basis with their smartphone. Right. So it's really, it always goes back to like, where, where are the struggles? Where's the pain? And what is it that they truly want? But you know what is what I love about also what you just said is the person that you're helping that photographer, she came to you, she had already maxed out on the active income. Yep. So she knows her avatar, she knows those problems, she knows where they're struggling, she knows the next thing that they need. Yes. So the, the key really for most people to understand is when you're an entrepreneur, you're gonna help your client solve one problem, but then another problem is gonna come. So with her, her initial problem probably was getting clients. 
what she got the clients and she maxed out from the clients. Now her next problem is, which is why she came to you, what do I do next? Now I have all these clients, but it's draining, right? So yes. they helped her, you helped her put together a leveraged income system and that's great, right? So that's what, that's, that's what you do with your, with your clients, right? Yep. And, you know, from there, Chevelle, you know, once we figure out, okay, this is the idea, this is how long we want it to be. Um, I always advocate, you know, for leveraged income. A lot of people think it has to be six months or 12 months, but people want fast results, right? We live in an Amazon prime kind of world. So I think, you know, eight weeks, 12 weeks or three months, you know, even four months to some extent is a really good time because, you know, it's not tying you down, right? It's not a six month or 12 month engagement for you. And you can give people some fast results, which is really what they're wanting. They want something that they can implement and see, um, see something that changes very quickly. They want to see some results. They want to see some transformation. Yes. Right. Yes. So what do you think is the biggest challenge that your prospects have when they come to you? Uh, probably, aside from being perfectionists and wanting to spend like months putting things together, I think it really always stems back, Chevelle, to wanting to give tons and tons of information because people perceive like someone's going to buy from me because I have 20 modules and I have a library full of PDFs and I have book lists that I can offer. And I think that comes from, you know, us wanting to be of service, right? Because we think people perceive value as like the amount of information when really the value that you offer is based on the outcome that you can help them achieve. And that is a huge mindset shift. Um, in fact, I'm working with my own um, group program right now and it's, it's tough. It's, it's, nope, you don't need to put that information in. You do not need to throw an encyclopedia at them. What is the outcome? And then what are maybe three to five steps that they can take to get that outcome okay so so for the listeners i just want you to understand jessica just dropped some jewels if you didn't hear them i'm going to repeat them basically when you are working with clients and you want to look it's going to come to you already having worked with people individually so they've already moved past or they're stuck in the active income so they're going to come to jessica and jessica is going to look at what they've been doing for those clients in the one-on-one and she's going to help you figure out what the value is, what is the transformation you've given them. And then she's going to help you map out one to three steps that you have already been doing with your active clients that now you can do in a group. And this is the golden nugget to getting leveraged income is because if you work with one-on-one clients, I mean, even, even in my business with my clients, my one-on-one clients, I take them through my system, right? Mm-hmm. So we all have a system, but for most people, most entrepreneurs, we just don't realize it's a system until you come to work with someone like Jessica who goes, what was your system? And you go, huh? And then you help them realize that when they did th- th- this first thing, that was the first part. The second thing, that was the second step. This third thing was the third step. And so you help them map that out. So that, you know, that's really good information so that the listener understands that if you want to go from active to leveraged income, start to look at your system, start to look at what you've done with previous clients, put it in the system, get a group of, of people together, your avatar, not just anyone that needs your services and just start to teach it in a group. Is that right? Yeah. 
It really is. I mean, it's people that are listening might think, really, is it that simple? And honestly, it is. I mean, obviously, you're translating from one-to-one work to a group. So there are things that you have to change. But the bottom line is, that's why one-to-one income is so important. Not only is it the easiest to get, but you're actually creating the system that will inspire your group. It will inspire later on down the road, your online course. Right. You're learning the pains and gains of those, your avatar that you yep. work with, which is going to help you work in the group setting. So I love Absolutely. It. Yep. So what is, what is, um, if you could leave the listeners with anything else, um, what would you say? You know, I think that as, as glittery and exciting as online courses sound, like I see them all the time. And I think it's because what I do, Chevelle, like I go on right, Facebook right. and it's literally what I see in my feed and they talk about big paydays, right? right. You know, the seven figure, multiple six figure, like how the would you like to top lifestyle? Yeah. Yeah. You want to be in your bank accounts just bling blinging. Yeah. <laughs> People are buying your course. We all want that, right? right obviously, that. that's a very advanced, that's like, you know, down the line, you've been in business and you've cultivated an engaged following. But I think what people dismiss with group programs is okay, you're, I, you're not going to make seven figures with one group program, right? But I was help, I'm helping my own group right now, Chevelle, and we're talking about like, how much do you charge? Well, I just launched my own group beta this two weeks ago, Chevelle. I charged $4.97 and I got 10 people in. That was you know, just shy of $5,000 to my bottom line. People look at that, they're like, that's it? $5,000, that's it? But here's the thing, like you can't get to multiple six no. or even seven figures if you don't have those little, little baby steps along the way. And so obviously you, you, cha- you raise your price over time, but I am surprised by how many people are like, I don't want that. I want the big payday. Well, yeah. And see, that's a problem. And that's the problem what I call, you know, like Insta sham and Facebook. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that because, you know, people are going online and they're going on social media and, you know, all of these ads are just flowing through your timeline and they're invading your space all the time. And, you know, they're trying to sell you this this dream. Now, here's the thing. That dream can be a reality, but it's not typically where people start. People start. Right. Even those gurus have started with active income and then they've gone on to leverage and then they've gone on to scale. Yes. So if you're if you are really. Um, sincere about building a successful seven or eight figure business, you have to understand that it has to start off as a dollar figure business first, right? right? right. <laughs> yeah. Off there. It's not going to, you're just not going to come out the gate and now you're a multimillionaire, you have a multimillionaire business. There are strategies that have to be in place. There are systems that have to be in place and there are stages of business to follow. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, you know, on paper, you could say 5,000, that's it. But I guarantee you most people in business would gladly accept a check for $5,000. Gladly. gladly accept a check for $5,000. Yep. And, yep. and remember, it's also, it's also um, at a point where you are, it's not where you're going. Yes. Right? So I always tell people it's like a football game, right? You don't just end up in the end zone. You're going to just keep moving the chains and moving the chain. And then you have the touchdown. Right. Absolutely. Um, yes. That's what it is in business. Even with your programs, you have to go from move the change from active, move the change to leverage, then move you move the change to scale. Next thing you know, you have that multi-million dollar business because you got there systematically. Yes. Yeah, I think it's, you know, we're, we live in that Amazon Prime world, but it really is incremental steps, really, is what it boils down to. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, um, is there, is there um, anything else that you want to add or you want to share with the listeners? 
Um, I think you've really outlined uh, you outlined the whole process. It, it, you know, they may not want to hear that they have to start working hard <laughs> um, with active. But you know, listen, Jessica has given a lot of great nuggets. She she shared with you, you know, her journey of how she got here and how she started to um, really, you know, bank her brilliance and to, to really monetize it. And now she's teaching other entrepreneurs how to do the same thing. And it's awesome and amazing. But she can. She can teach you the strategies, but if you skip the steps, you're still not going to get to where you want to be. You have to start with active. You have to move to leverage. Then you go to scale. So when you see all those shiny bright objects saying, you know, oh, you can have this laptop lifestyle. Remember Jessica, when she told you three stages of business and what it takes to leverage and get a group program done. Absolutely. Going for your one-on-one people, put it in a system leverage your income, leverage your lifestyle. Yeah. And I think there's one more point with that, Chevelle. You know, when you think of like online passive course launches, like you're aiming for volume, right? You want like, you know, 50 plus people to buy your course. That's a lot, right? With group, with a small group, your first go around, you're looking for eight to 10 people. These are people that, you know, have either expressed interest in working with you. They're people that, you know, these are like hot and warm leads, right? So I would say like, for me, it really wasn't a heavy lift to fill my first one. And that's what I tell people is, you know, if you're trying to just get eight people, it's so much easier than trying to get a hundred people to buy that don't know you like that. And so I think that's, that's the point is that a group is not only logistically easier to try and get eight to 10 people in, but just from a business stage perspective, it's just easier. Right. I agree. So let's, um, before we go, I want you to um, give the listeners something that they can use. So when they get off this call or they get off this, this podcast, they can take some actionable steps so that they can start moving their business forward faster. So what can you assist with? Oh, I'm so excited to share with all of you. Um, It's basically my guide to breaking past that one-to-one income. So if you've reached that ceiling and you're wondering, you know, I like the idea of a group program, but how am I possibly going to put this together? I put together five steps to to really make the the entry point a lot easier and more importantly, faster um, because a lot of people get stuck in the how-to. So I kind of streamlined, this is what's worked for me. It's what's worked for my most successful clients. And um, I really think at the end of the day, you know, you've got to ditch perfectionism. Right. Um, so these five steps will help you get through that um, faster. I love it. So you have heard it here today. Jessica has shared with you. She t- she shared with you um, the three this, the three stages of business, and she shared with you um, how you can get your group program going so that you can get leverage income. Now she's offering you a five step system so that you know exactly what you need to do if you want to get that group program going. Um, That is extremely valuable. I know Jessica and her family and her family business and people pay good money to be able to get the results that they're actually able to help them um, to transform to. So um, transition into. So I want you to, um, to get this gift. Do you have a link for them? We do. Um, Which is my last name, Chevelle. So it's, uh, it's Yes. So I know, I'm sure you'll have that spelled out for them too. Yeah. I'm um, going to put it in the show notes, but if you want to just give it yeah, to Yeah, absolutely. It's um, Terzakis and associates dash gift.com. Terzakis and T-E-R-Z-A-K-I-S and 
Is it A and D? A and D. Yep. Associates backslash gift dash gift dash gift dot com dot com. So if you want to get this, which I don't know why you would not want to, because it's going to help your business transition from active to leverage. I don't know who is not ready to do that. If you have already been working with one on one clients, it's time for you to leverage. And Jessica has come and she shared with you all the tools that you need. I appreciate her coming by. I'm so happy she was able to share this information. And I want the listeners to take action, get the free gift and go through it and make sure that you are taking all the necessary steps so that you can bring a leveraged income into your life. (laughs) Leverage. We're going to go to leverage. Um, With that said, thank you so much, Jessica, for coming Uh Thank you so much for having me, Chevelle. This has been a really great time. It's been fun. So until the next time, my darling, we shall chat soon. And to all the listeners, let's continue these entrepreneurial conversations. Um, We will pick up same time, same place next week. And as I always say, your opportunity may be on the other side of an obstacle. So keep soaring uninterrupted. Until the next time, have a good day, everybody. Bye, Jessica. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sorepreneurs Uninterrupted with Chevelle McPherson, where entrepreneurs like you get empowered and educated with business and legal strategies they need to build and scale successful businesses. Join us every week as we continue these entrepreneurial conversations. To download this week's show, listen to past shows, or learn how to be a guest on the show, please visit ChevelleMcPherson.com and click on the podcast link. Be sure to subscribe so you get notified when new episodes are released. Remember, your successful business may be on the other side of an interruption. So keep soaring uninterrupted so you can have the income you desire, the peace of mind you deserve, and a lifestyle you've designed. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.